This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Burnley win the next ball, it's Rory now. He's on the outside, he's Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes up, he's shot, and a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserve the championship title! They've been the best side throughout the campaign! Burnley have won the second tier! What a fantastic achievement! The players have been magnificent! Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Evan, head of this weekend's game against Luton Town at Turf Moor. Well, I say this weekend, it's obviously now on Friday, um, thanks to Luton's draw against Bolton in the Cup, which means they, I think they're playing on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, which means they can't obviously play on Monday, so the, the game starts to be moved, which is a, sh- a shitter for the Luton fans, to be fair, because I'm sure, as we all know, football fans travelling, you book hotels, you book trains and stuff like that happens, then, you know, they don't think of the fans, but at the same time, there's not much that they probably could have done uh, in this scenario, but we've just experienced it with the Tottenham game, obviously with it being on Friday night, being changed quite late on. But as you can see, I'm joined by a Luton fan, and he's Mark from the We Are Luton Town. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you? 
Yeah, really good. Thank you. Looking forward to this one. It's obviously a big one. I think at the minute, bigger for us than it is for you. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. Before we get started, I just want to speak to you all about our pre-game show sponsors, Green King Sport, with 2024 upon us. That means a packed schedule of FA Cup, AFCON, Asia Cup, and of course, Premier League and EFL action. So why not beat the January Blues away and watch every single game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports pub? Don't settle for a dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King across their huge HD screens. And remember, if you download the Green King Sports app, you'll receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on the TV. Their venues offer a range of low and no alcohol options too. So there's still plenty of options for anyone doing dry January. But Mark, let's get into it then. Luton Town doing um, well, I'd say. I think you're expecting expectations of pretty much everyone from outside Luton. But what were your expectations at the start of the season? Are you, are you where you expected to be? Yeah, I think I think most Luton fans expected us to be competitive this season. That's really difficult. I mean, obviously, we've not been in the Premier League since the 1990s. <clears throat> and and we knew that it was going to be tough. I don't think anyone was any under any illusions that we were going to be up against it this season. But I yeah. think... W- we all thought we were gonna we were gonna be competitive. The way we play football, we thought would cause teams problems, and, and it's turned out that way. So, um, yeah, I, I pretty think every every single pundit written us off before the start of the season. But I don't think Luton fans saw it that way. So yeah, we're about where we we wanted to be. Yeah, fair enough. Just looking at the league table now, obviously you guys in 18th, four points above us. That's why I go back to the point of it being probably a bigger game for us than it is for you at the minute. I think if we lose, I just can't see us coming back from that, to be honest, because then then, then maths is terrible, but we'll be seven points off you guys, um, five points off Everton, eight points off Brentford. And in that scenario, at this stage of the season, having only won three games, I think it, 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 would, it would be damaging for us. So I was asked this week if it's a must win for Burnley. I think it's a must not lose personally rather than a must win um but if we get beat like i said that's why it must not lose uh, then i just can't see us getting out of it but obviously a lot of talk about about the game in burnley about it being massive for us and how we need how we need to win to, to not to pull you back in it because obviously you're in the relegation zone but to give ourselves a chance to, to to get out of it how are you guys seeing it yeah similar definitely a must not, must not lose i agree with you i think it's probably more important for you to win it than it is for us, although I think every Luton fan wants us to get the points, particularly as you lot won against us at home as well. I think, um, yeah, it's certainly a big, big game, um, but certainly a must not lose. Yes, yeah, so I t- you mentioned the game there, that the, the one at Kenilworth Road, Road, so I don't know why I went full... Uh... For Yorkshire then, kind of with Raid. Um, But um, obviously, interesting game, that one, because I felt first off... It were we were the better side, but only by a marginal amount. But probably, you know, I think we were one up at that time. I can't remember. I uh, know I think we scored. I can't remember. But in the first half, we were, in my opinion, the better side. But then second half, you properly came at us, and I think under normal circumstances this season, we would have caved and lost that match, um, especially when you scored that goal. And I think we got not lucky because it was a great goal, but fortunate in the sense that we scored straight after and just knocked all the stuffing out of you from that goal. Um, but a lot of Burnley fans came away from that thinking, actually, Luton, on the balance of play for the entire match, were probably the better side and, and at the very least, deserved the draw. How, how did you guys feel how it went? Yeah, I can't believe I brought it up. I've still got PTSD from that game. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, same. You were the better team. We didn't really get started first half. Um, I think we'd just come off the back of an away win at Everton. Um, we're looking to back it up. We saw it as a winnable game. 
Um, first half, we really didn't have the intensity that, that we used yeah. to at Kenilworth Road. That uh, you, you scored, I think, just before half-time, deservedly as well. I think Lyle Foster was getting in through our central defence time and again. I think that goal was coming. Um, yeah. Second half, completely different. I think we, we were much more physical, much more intense. We started to play the way we, we know we can play and we dominated the game, I think. Um, and, and when uh, um, Elijah Adebayo put the, put the goal in with about eight minutes to go, we really saw that as we've got now got about 12, 15 minutes to, to win this game. And then yeah. the goal afterwards, obviously, a complete sucker punch. I think, yeah, we were, we, we've lost games in the last minute <clears throat> and we've drawn games in the last minute against clubs like Liverpool and Arsenal. But I think for most yeah. of us, that result hurt probably the most of the season, just the needless nature of it from our point of view. Yeah, there's, there's a video from a Luton streamer that sums it up perfectly because he's still filming himself celebrating mm-hmm. Luton scoring. Then he just turns the camera around and you can see Bruno Larson stick it in the net. And like I said, I, I feel for us, we were fortunate in a way that we got that goal at that time. I think if that goal didn't knock that stuffing out of you, like you said, you'd have had your tails up and you'd have come at us. And from Burnley this season that we've seen so far, we probably would have crumbled. But obviously, thankfully um, for us, we didn't. You mentioned there, like in the second half, though, you're playing more in the way that you can play. Talk to me about who, how you play then because somebody outside looking in, I look at Luton, as like you said, kind of similar to what we were under Dyche in the sense that physical, will capitalise on set pieces, won't let teams settle on the ball, you know, get in the faces and, and try and, and try and make things happen, try and ruffle a few feathers. Is that is that fair? Yeah, we've definitely got that side of our game. I think we were direct last season in the Championship as well, but I think we've evolved our game a lot more since then coming forward. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about players in a bit, but you know the likes yeah. of Lukonga and Barkley have changed the way we attack a bit more now. Um, there's certainly a bit more nuance to our attacking play than there was. But you're right, set pieces is key for us. I mean, our, our corners have been phenomenal with people like Alfie Doughty this season, and that's where we're getting a lot of joy. Um, and we do we do press as well. We're a good pressing team from the front too. Um, so, yeah, certainly all of those things have have helped, but um, we do play some good football on the counter-attack as well. Yeah, again, it's similar to, to, to the way that we were set up under dice, really. I think, especially when McNeil were in form, um, that's we, we try and hurt teams on the counter as well. Um, I do want to mention as well there, set pieces, because you've mentioned it's one of your strengths, and in a, in an annoying fashion, it's also one of our weaknesses, which is a complete full circle from, as I mentioned, the football that we used to do on the dash, now complete opposite, passing out from the back instead of just getting it forward uh, and terribly weak at set pieces rather than being really stronger. And that's both attacking and defending set pieces. So do you think Luton will be looking to to um, target Burnley and, and Burnley's defenders and, and maybe James Trafford by sticking a lot of balls in, trying to get a lot of free kicks and corners and, and trying to hurt us that way? I really hope so. I mean, you, you've summed it up well, yeah. I mean, set pieces, especially crosses in the box. I think if you look at the league in terms of stats, I think we have some of the highest percentage of crosses and successful crosses in the league and set yeah. pieces as well. So that's certainly something that we'll be looking to do. I mean, from the games that I've seen of Burnley play, James Trafford looks like a great shot stopper, but not always that commanding in the box. I mean, you 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 tell me if I'm wrong on that one. But no, you've summed it up perfectly, mate. I think, I think every Burnley fan will just nod in there, to be honest. Right, every yeah. Fan and, 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 and if you look at our goal against Arsenal, the goal that levelled it up just after half-time, Adebayo header, he just bullied David Raya and, and knocked it past him for that goal. Yeah. That's that's exactly the kind of play I think we would, I imagine, we'll be looking to go against Burnley. There, exactly that. 
Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, it is a worry for me. Uh, it is a worry for me. A, a lot of our goals, uh, conceded goals, have, have been from crosses or corners. Uh, Everton, especially, who play in a similar style to you, will we'll, we'll try and capitalise on set pieces. They absolutely battered us with, with, with set pieces and crosses. Arsenal did the same as well. And, you know, we're getting bullied by Arsenal. How you just mentioned a team that you went on to bully but for, for these sort of scenarios. It, it doesn't particularly board well. Our fullbacks are going to need to be on it as well if you're sticking crosses in, which is a worry because it looks like Charlie Taylor's going to be out. That's not official, by the way. It's just some comment I've had from somebody who seems to be quite well in the know um, that Charlie Taylor will be missing and he's probably the best fullback that we have at the minute. Um, Vitinho's hit and miss. It's a bit of a debate between Vitinho whether he's good enough or not. Some Burnley fans think he is, some Burnley fans think he isn't. I think he's been getting better every single week, but thought he was poor against Tottenham, whereas some other people thought he played well. Um, but uh, defensively, he can leave a lot to the imagination, and that's obviously where you're going to hopefully get some joy. And that brings it on to somebody who will be up against any full-backs that we will be playing uh, at the weekend. I'm not sure what we'll do at left-back, uh, but you would suspect that Vitina will be at right-back, unless, of course, Vitina goes to the left in Charlie's absence and maybe we'll bring in Connor Roberts. Uh, I'm not sure on that. By the time you're all watching this, Connor Roberts could have left, by the way. There's rumours that he's going to Leeds. And, of course, um, what's the the guy called? Luke Ayling has just left to go to Middlesbrough, so that leaves a gap there for Leeds. So Connor could be on his way to Leeds, which would be a shame. But especially with the fullback injuries that we that we have, um, but I do want to talk to you, Mark, about Andros. Obviously, was that Burnley at the start of the season? Played in a lot of pre-season friendlies for us. Uh, the, the club, or, well, not the club, um, the the other clubs streamed some of the games, so we got to watch him in action for us. And a lot of Burnley fans were really excited by this prospect of of him joining Turf Moor. He looked really, really good. He looked comfortable on the ball. He got forward. And obviously, then there was an issue with his knee with Burnley. Burnley was like, "Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not fancying that. We're not fancying that issue with the knee." Obviously, you then took him on a pay-as-you-play contract, did very well, and I think now he's been offered a, a new deal, which lasts until next season. I think it is. Um, two years. About, is the is two yeah. years. Okay, fair enough. Well, he'll, he'll <clears> obviously <throat> be buzzing with that, especially if he has another flare-up with his knee, uh, which is obviously exactly what he wanted. He's come in, proved himself, and you know, fair enough. I, I, I was disappointed we let him go but I could see it from our perspective. But then you've took the risk with the pay-as-you-play and it's obviously paid off. Uh, not that there's much risk there, I suppose, in a pay-as-you-play because if he does have another flare-up, then then you know, you're know obviously not paying him. But talk to me about Andros. What, what does he bring to your side and what did Burnley miss out on? Yeah, I, I, well, experience is huge at this level. And I think for us, we've got a very inexperienced team when it comes to the Premier League. Um, him and Ross Barkley have been instrumental to our recent upturning results. I think off the pitch as well as anything else, he's um, he's a real spokesperson for the club. He's always one of the first people to talk up the club as well. He's clearly an influence on the others. In play terms, I think he's just got better and better as he's got fitter and he's playing now. He's starting every game. He's playing most minutes. He might come off with about 10 minutes to go. Um, <clears throat> precision, those crosses in. We've got a lot yeah. of players when they first came up really um, excellent players, um, quick, agile, but that final ball was probably missing a little bit. And Andros brings that calmness in the final ball, which is obviously massive for us relying on those crosses. So yeah, absolutely amazing, um, particularly in the, in the last few games. And, you know, I don't know, but I, I imagine he might feel like he has a point to prove it on Friday as well. Yeah, probably, probably. But I think the management wanted him, the fans wanted him. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's just a case of, look, I think the club, I think I think the official word was, 
well, not the official word because they didn't actually say it officially, but the, the stuff mm. that I was told personally was that he actually failed the medical. The stuff with the knee, right. the club looked at it and they were like, well, that's a fail. But I think Luton probably looked at it and thought, it's, 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 it, it can still run, he can still play football. Yes, it's a risk. Well, off a pay as you play, I think personally, maybe it was a little bit of inexperience from our board. I'm not going to say they didn't know pay as you play contracts didn't exist, but obviously our board have only been in football for you know two and a half years or something. So maybe they just didn't think of that and just thought, no, it's, it's not a good business option. But just a pay as you play for a season would have been perfect for us. Um, and I do feel like we missed out by letting him go. Um, now, if I could choose one Luton player to fit into the Burnley side, it would be Ross Barkley. Um, and that's that's going off what he's done this season because I think some someone actually asked me in the summer, like, would you take Barkley at Turf Moor? And I said, no. But then, obviously, he's just been absolutely class for you this season. And watching him for you this season, getting the ball forward, battling in midfield as well, I think he would fit perfectly into our midfield at the minute. And he, he is another thing that you have that I think that we are missing out on. So talk to me about Ross Barkley. How, how good's it been for you? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good season. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, and I think most Luton fans will agree. I'm pushing 40. He is the best player in a Luton shirt I have ever seen. But then yeah. that's not that's that's not an exaggeration. Ross Barkley um, makes everything happen in this team, um, and as a deep line playmaker, he's so instrumental to that counter attacking style as well. Mm. Um, I think I've never watched a player where, where as soon as he gets the ball. I'm waiting for something magical to happen. I don't ever imagine he's going to lose it. I know he's going to look after it and something invariably does. Some of the switches of play that he's he's pulled off against some of those teams. I mean, against Arsenal, he completely dominated Odegaard for the vast majority of that game. You barely saw him play. So um, he is absolutely instrumental in that midfield to the way that, the way that we play. I think the side of him that, I wasn't aware of is his ability to play that defensive midfield role. I think most yeah. people would have probably seen Ross Barkley more further up the pitch as probably a number 10 or, or, or just behind, but he's done it. He's done it so well in that sort of double pivot that he plays with the Conga um, getting the ball back, reading the play. Uh, yeah. He's been absolutely instrumental. And, uh, and you mentioned about Ross Barkley, and and what he was like previously, I think anyone would agree. But we've got a history of this with Luton. You know, we take players that aren't fancied. If you take our left back, Alfie Doughty, who's getting a lot of attention now because of his ability yeah. and crossing of the ball, he was not getting a game for Stoke in the Championship. Barely got a look in. He was on loan for a bit. He barely got a look in. He was injured for a little while as well. And now he's he's arguably, you know, up there with one of the best crosses of the ball. In the Premier League, so you know we do we do have a history of doing that at, at Luton as well. But no, over the moon with how he's playing, and 
just incredibly excited to have him while we do. Yeah, no, I never thought I'd hear somebody describe Ross Barkley as magical, um, but mm. it's it, with the way he's been this season, I, I, you know, I can't, I can't criticise that description. Like I said, I, I would have him at Burnley from what I've seen of him this season. Uh, another one of your players that I do like um, is Elijah Adebay, obviously your top goal scorer this season. Was briefly in my fantasy draft Premier League team, but then he... You know, I did score many goals in that point. Then I got rid of him. Someone else bought him. Then he scored. Shock horror. Always is the case. Um, but obviously, he's he's a, a forward playing very well at the minute. As I said, your top goal scorer. Talk to me about him. Yeah, um, he's strong. He's physical. He's all the things you expect. Um, he's quick as well. I think he's there's very few uh, forwards who will press the ball as well as he does. So we were talking about pressing earlier and Bernie playing out from the back. I think Adebayo's now he's back in the side, has shown how well he presses the ball, um, leading from the front in that that sense and, and causes defences problems. Um, he's got skill as well. Um, I don't know whether you watched the playoff final, but our goal in the first half was essentially made by Adebayo skinning yeah. the defender before putting that pass over to Clark. I mean, that's the sort of element to his game. There is a bit of um, lottery to Adebayo. Like, no one knows what he's going to do. Sometimes you get the feeling that he doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, so that's that's always good fun to watch. He wasn't in the side at the start of the season because Carlton Morris was our top score, goal scorer last season. And yeah. and to be fair, in the last couple of Premier League games when he's come on, he's looked good as well, both strong. Um, but I think the, the one area that Adebayo needs, needed to improve probably, weirdly, considering his height, is his, his head in. Um, but it... it the last few games, I mean, the goal against Arsenal, the goal against Man City is getting there. So, yeah, he does provide that that aerial threat now a little bit more as well. Um, but, you know, he gets in the right places more often than not. He should have probably scored at least two against Chelsea. So he'll get in the right places and, and a lot of the time he'll he'll uh, he'll finish as well. Yeah, very, very, very exciting player. Um, he's doing really well. Yeah, I agree with you, to be fair. I think he's going to cause us some problems, like you said, press as well, bullies, defenders. Um, we're going to need O'Shea and whoever's at the back with him, because obviously Bayer's been injured as well. Hopefully it's Bayer. Uh, having said that, Delcoir played really well against Spurs. So um, whoever's playing at the back, we're going to need them to to uh, to be strong um, against, against him, because he's obviously a very, very good forward and press as well as well. So we need to make sure that the, the balls are, are good into midfield. To hopefully beat that press, uh, and then and then you know we can we can uh, counter ourselves from there. I do want to talk to you about Tom Lockyer as well. Obviously, had the incident against Bournemouth, uh, followed on from an incident in the playoff final. Obviously, you, you've just mentioned that match. I, I did. I was watching the playoff final. Uh, wasn't watching the Bournemouth one. Obviously, the news has come out since that um, he's out of hospital and he's you know and he's going to be okay. Obviously, I, I presume it's. I presume the overriding emotion for you guys is good news. Obviously, he is okay and you know he's, he's going to be all right, but obviously, he's going to be a big miss, isn't he, for the rest of the season? I think he was your captain, wasn't he? Well, still is. He is. He's the club captain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course. And obviously, it's it, it, it's been a really tough... It was a really tough time at Bournemouth away. I wasn't at the game, yeah. but I wasn't at the game. Um, I was obviously at the playoff final when it happened as well, but I think it was slightly different. Nobody was really aware of what had happened and obviously the game played on, so it's slightly yeah. different. It was a different issue. Um, anyway, so it's cardiac arrest at Bournemouth. Um, in terms of our, our loss, you know, yeah, absolutely. He's a leader on and off the pitch. It makes a big difference. Um, we're very lucky, actually, that we've got... Um, some defenders that have really stepped up in people like Ted and Mengi and Gabe Osho really stepped mm. up. 
um, and start to show their class. But yeah, I mean, he is a huge miss. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to speculate at all on, on what's going to happen with him because we don't know. No one's going to know yeah. until he makes that decision between himself, the club, and, and obviously specialists. But um, you know, I'd like to think that regardless of what happens, he has you know some affiliation still with the club he's still around and about and has that influence because he is a leader um and we will miss him yeah like i said though at least at least he's better at least he's okay at least he's out of hospital of um do you think it galvanized you though because obviously the bournemouth game was abandoned and you were actually winning at one point in that match bournemouth had just equalized obviously and then the game was abandoned but then after that you went on to win two games two big games as well a, a good win at home to newcastle and a massive three points uh, away to sheffield united just ask any burnley fan about going to sheffield united we know how difficult that is after last season uh before obviously losing last time out against chelsea even though he did have a decent comeback but do you think for them two games it, it, it did galvanize you yeah, I think it's the, the squad. I mean, we've got our squad is so together. Um, I think that and such a good mentality in the squad. Yeah, definitely. It definitely did. Um, and you could see in the emotion after the Newcastle game, particularly. Yeah. The Especially in the celebrations as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, Locks is obviously a massive part of that dressing room. So it would have been emotional. I think... It, it, it's it is it is fantastic to see how how well they've responded from it. Obviously, it, you know it, it must have been really difficult for the players, yeah, in that game to be able to come through. And obviously, the lack of preparation as a result for Newcastle just shows that a lot of that would have been in the the kind of psychology of of doing it for him, and, and probably to an extent the Sheffield United game as well. And hopefully, as we move on through the season, um, I just you know the more and more we realised the situation that I cannot understand how they managed to to do what they did in the player final. And yeah, yeah, it's hard enough going back a week later, how they got on the pitch and, and won that game is, is, is beyond me. I know it's separate, but just that, that is the mentality of that group though. Um, and, and of course that comes from Rob Edwards as well as, as the players, but, but yeah, no, it's, it is a good run. I would say though, before, before the incident with Lockyer, we were in good form. As you said, we took the lead against Bournemouth deservedly. We were really yeah. on top in that game. Second half, different story. We stepped off them and, and they they deserved their equaliser. But, you know, we, we had been in good form, particularly at home. We, we ran Arsenal and Man City very close. Um, we got a draw against Liverpool that could have easily been a win. So, you know, the form's been there. Um, and I think it's just getting those results over the line that we found difficult. So probably a bit of both. Yeah, fair enough. Um, speaking of players missing, obviously it's AFCON in the Asia Cup now. Mm. Burnley um, won't have anybody missing. Lyle Foster should have been playing for South Africa, but obviously with his mental health issues recently, he's currently on the comeback, uh, and the doctors and the specialists have recommended that he doesn't fly out to AFCON, which obviously for us is good. We're happy that you know he's going to be. He's our best player, I think, for me, uh, or, or at least he's up there. I don't think many Burnley fans would have him outside the top three. Great finisher, as you saw at Kenilworth Road, but when he goes mm. through on goal, you can put your mortgage on it. it, it, it he's scoring. Um, but are you guys going to have anybody missing over this next month yeah just the one so we've got our right back Issa Kabore who's on loan from Man City so he's off with Burkina Faso now um we don't have um a huge amount of cover in that area although Chio Bene um who uh is Irish international plays right back occasionally he's more of a winger 
um, I guess, similar situation to um, your fullback as well, is that it's a bit more of a winger that we push back to yeah. fullback. So that's yeah. that's probably like it could be that. Um, or Alfie Doughty can switch from left back to right back, and then we bring someone like Ryan Giles in, um, who was at Middlesbrough last year. Yeah. Um, that, that, that so that's difficult. I mean, um, Iskabore just started to pick up some form and then got injured. Um, he's just come back from injury, um, so he will be a miss. But that's uh, yeah, that's the one that we'll be missing for for this game and and the next month or so. Yep, fair enough. Does Ross Barker not have any any like Nigerian grandparents or anything that we can just we can ship Afraid him off? Not. And... No, Afraid that's not. a shame, isn't it? Um, although shame. against Bolton, he did limp off at half time, and I think collectively the entire Luton fan base nearly had a heart attack based on that. So yeah, yeah that wasn't imagine. great. But he came back luckily um, um, and looks great. But no, hopefully Ross Barkley starts. Well, speaking of limping off at half time, don't worry because Charlie Taylor limped off. Um, I think before half time uh, against Spurs, mm. and like I said, I've been told he won't be playing this weekend. That's nothing official. We'll, we'll see. And Lyle Taylor also limped off at half time, and we had a winger up front in Jacob Brun Larson, and we offered absolutely nothing despite having two strikers available on the bench. I believe well, Jay was on the bench and all that much. Um, we decided to put a winger up front, and funnily enough, it didn't work. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so yeah, fingers crossed for Vincent's press conference, which is you. Usually on Thursdays. I'm not sure if he's going to do it earlier this week with the game being on Friday. Um, so we'll see what he says on that. And obviously, I will update everyone accordingly if you're listening to this before the news. Um, obviously, getting into the game then very quickly. Um, how are you expecting you guys to set up and any sort of like team selection things that you think will be happening? Yeah, I mean, the regular setup for us is um, a sort of a... a, a five, five at the back, two double pivot, then um, a three... Um, so with with the two wide players just behind Elijah at the front, yeah. um, and so th- that's probably the most likely. Our full backs will will look to get forward, but um, yeah. So generally, that kind of three at the back, I would imagine, will be playing. Um, we've experimented with a four at the back on occasion. Um, so towards the end of the game against Chelsea, but we were three nil down, so we were pushing people up. And in the first twenty minutes against Spurs, we did as well. Um, and they could have easily put about three or four past us in that time. And I think since then we've kept it to five. Um, so that that's what the, the usual look is. And then we sort of, yeah, like I said, we have Lukonga a little bit deeper, um, Barkley as that sort of almost a double pivot role. And yeah. then just in front of them, we've got our front three, which will be. In all likelihood, Brown, although he didn't play any part against Bolton, so we're not sure. There's been no news on him, but likely Jacob Brown um, and uh, and uh, Townsend with Elijah up front. So that's that's probably likely to be our team, I would suggest. Yeah, fair enough. I think for us, it's interesting who, who we're going to play because of the injury issues at the minute. Um, the left-back leaves a massive gap in defence, I'm not going to lie. Um, when, at the start of the season, before company realised that he was going to play Charlie Taylor, uh, he was trying to recreate the Martson role that we had last season. And he was he knew that Charlie wasn't the man for that. So he kept trying different players at left back and it didn't work. And that's part of the reason why we're so bad at the start of the season until Charlie came in. So hopefully company um has figured out what to do. Cause I'm just thinking now and I, I, I would not I have no I wouldn't play Delcroix there again because he got battered at the start of the season in left back and he's he's a he's better at centre back than he's at, at left back. I wouldn't put 
Connor Roberts there because he was the same. I think the only thing that I would potentially do is stick Vitini or left back and have Connor at right back. But then Vitini has been doing okay at right back, and then that ruins that. So it's a bit of a bit of an unfortunate one for us. Uh, and fingers crossed, Lyle is back, uh, and hopefully Jordan Bay is back as well. Um, but like I said, Delcroix and O'Shea played well against Spurs on Friday in the cup. Uh, predictions then? I, I think it's going to be a tight one. Personally, um, you've just mentioned as soon as you mentioned five at the back, my immediate thought process was. We might struggle to break them down with five at the back um, because you know we, we've not been scoring loads this season. That's obvious. We are better with Lyle there, but Lyle is better with teams that play a higher line. And obviously, the fact that you're playing five at the back would suggest that you're going to potentially sit a bit deeper and and protect the goal. Um, so I think it'll be a low-scoring affair. But what sort of score are you expecting in this match, mate? Yeah, similar. Um, so head one-one, heart two-one to Luton. Um, but yeah, tight. It's going to be a tight game. I think both teams got very similar in terms of goals scored. Yeah, and they're defensive. I think um, Burnley seem to have tightened up a fair bit at the back recently, compared to what they were like in the or compared to what we're like at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, and and we're we're roughly the same. I think. Um, so I, I would I would probably go with an optimistic two one, but but I wouldn't be surprised with a one one in that. Yeah, just just looking at the goals scored, uh, you, you guys have got twenty three, we've got twenty. Um, mm. So yeah, similar, but you, you've got a couple more. Um, but I would I would I would dare say if Lyle didn't spend eight weeks missing due to his mental health issues, which obviously no Burnley fan has an issue with. Fair enough. Glad that he's back now and recovering. Uh, and him coming back will give us a boost, especially while there's a lot of players out to AFCON, um, that probably would be higher than 20. Um, but at least it's not 15, uh, which is what Sheffield United have. Um, so there is that. But yeah, uh, I'm the same as you. I think head, I'm thinking 1-1. Uh, it was a good game at the turf last season, uh, obviously in the Championship, where it did finish 1-1, wasn't it? Um, I think it yeah. was 1-1. It was 1-1, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I sometimes get mixed up with 2-2, two, two, but I don't know if I'm thinking about another another game I had earlier in the season. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting something like that, but I'm hoping, and same as you, head over heart, and I'm going to go with my heart on this one, but I'm hoping the fact that, say, if it is 1-1, the crowd will hopefully get behind the lads. The lads will just think to themselves, we need this. Like we, we, If we want to start thinking about staying up, now is the time to actually do it because um, I think a draw is obviously a much better result for you than it is for us. So I think if it is 1-1 with like 10 minutes to go, you might just naturally start sitting back, whereas Burnley might think we need to go for this and hopefully that works in our favour. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be a good game. Obviously, I'll be there. Looking forward to it. Shame it's a Friday night uh, for the Luton fans, especially with such a late movement. Um, and the fact that it's going to be freezing as well. Uh, but the nights aren't much colder than the days at this stage of the year. So we're going to have to be wrapped up anyway. But Mark, thank you very much for coming on the show. Just before you do go, though, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? And uh, we are Luton Town content. Yeah, so we are Luton Town, obviously, on, on Twitter, um, Instagram, and, and all socials as well. The We Are Luton Town uh, podcast as well um, is is released usually twice a week um, on, on all kind of podcast platforms too. So, yeah, feel free to give us a look and a follow on there. Yeah, definitely. Please do that. But like I said, Mark, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Good luck for the season just after Friday. Same applies to you, mate. Take care. Thanks a lot. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.